Welcome to the podcast, Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business by Coach James Short. This podcast is designed to help you with strategies, insights, and ways to increase sales, build and lead high-performing teams, and ultimately grow your business. Your host, James Short himself, also shares some of his secret sources on how he helps his own clients achieve business growth quickly and easily. James has been coaching those in the real estate and property industry for close to 10 years now, and his clients keep on saying, since working with James, their results have been outstanding, giving them more money, time, and fulfillment. James is offering a free strategy call to those listening to see how he can assist you to take your business to where you want to go. Simply go to jamesshort.com.au forward slash strategy and book in a time today. Now on with the show. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate and Property Business. This is Coach James Short, and welcome to another edition. You know what? I love getting these experts on because these are the movers and shakers within the industry, particularly this next expert. Oh, my goodness. Fasten your seatbelts. Keep your arms and legs in at all times. We have the man, the man, the man, the man, Nick Hedges. Let's have a listen about Nick and his bit of his history of uh, why he's an expert in what he does. So Nick has gained extensive experience in industry holding an HR management roles in organizations such as AMP and CBA, as well as other boutique companies. Following several years experience consulting to leading industry players in financial services, professional services, manufacturing, building and construction, retail and healthcare, Nick is able to draw best practice into his consulting practices and provide specialist and technical expertise to clients. Nick operates an HR advisory services called uh, Resolve HR that focus on human resources and workplace relations solutions. Nick's approach is to work in partnerships with clients to understand their business and bring practical solutions to his clients' workplaces. He brings valuable insights into the human resources and workplace relations arenas and conveys a strategic approach to his clients that is both business-focused and commercial, commercially achievable. Nick is going to be focused on tips for creating an outstanding workplace and culture. I've known Nick for a number of years, and he definitely practices what he preaches. He's a top bloke, great family man, but more importantly, he's that genuine care factor, which results and that portrays through to his clients and obviously their teams. So let's get him on the line. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Nick, mate, thank you for your time. Thanks, James. Great to be here. Appreciate it. Love it, love it, love it. So obviously there's a little bit of an intro, but you know that we could be talking hours on this on these topics today. And you know, I really appreciate your time, energy, and your experience to share with our audience, you know, some of your your case studies, some of your examples, and you know, some of your secret sources that we can educate the listeners out there on how to create that that winning winning culture. But let's start with a little bit of a history. How have you got to to where you are today? What's some of those those things that have shaped you for, for where you are today? Yeah, so um, a little bit like what you're saying in that intro, James. Uh, I mean, for me, it was really a case of uh, came out of school and what did I want to do? And like most people, didn't really know, but I, I knew that I had a an inkling that it had to be around people and had to be people related and interrelate with people. So I started out with a generic arts degree and sort of ventured into that whole area of human resources and industrial relations, thinking well, this could this this could um, be the ticket I'm looking for. 
and really from there I went into a number of corporate roles, um, stuck within the corporate life for a little while and after a little while uh, corporate just didn't sort of, wasn't really for me, I, I, I didn't find I had my individual flair enough in that. Um, there was a lot of uh, red tape potentially but but just it was a lot, lot, of, lot of hurdles to get to for, for where I really wanted to be and um, and the environment didn't lend itself to, to, what, to what I wanted to do. And so I, I worked with a number of small businesses after that. And then out of that, realized that really what I wanted to do was have my own small business, particularly around HR. And so my journey has really been quite an interesting one because um, it's all been HR related, but through different, through different industry, through different sizes of business, uh, with, with different types of people. And so when I started my business eight years ago, um, back in 2010, I really started out with zero clients. So I was sort of into the big bad world of, hi, I'm Nick, the HR guy. Um, <laughs> and, and I started out um, really kind of subcontracting for a lot of other um, small providers. Um, and I sort of did what a lot of people do, which is just try to find my feet and just get some money through the door. So Doing that, though, allowed me to get a lot of confidence to start my own business and, and really get the confidence that I had the knowledge, that I had the expertise and that what I was offering actually was a value to people. Yep. Um, and so back in 2010, I started my own business and then um, really over the last, uh, well, six, seven years, I've, I've really been very self-sufficient um, and, 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 and the sort of markets that I deal with are really small to medium businesses that, that don't really have access to, to HR support. Yeah. I, what I love, Nick, and, and you know, we've been we, we've been friends for a while now. Is you you take something on and you implement it straight away. And I and what I realise is is noticing your journey over those eight years is based from all your history, right? From the big players to the small players, you're seeing, you're noticing different shifts and different trends, and you're noticing different things of what's working, what's not working, which I think has really brought together where you are right now with your business and looking at where are gaps within the industry. And that's where Resolve HR can really, I guess, fulfill that gap where, you know, we don't have these big players, whole HR departments, <laughs> you know, like mm. the big players, mm. these small to medium-sized businesses, they've got a need. They've got a, a, a uh, something that needs to be filled, particularly within this HR space. And that's where you go, hey, I'm, I'm the guy, our business is the business to, to really assist in that process. Um, yeah, exactly right. I, just to just to go on from that, I mean, traditionally what small small well particularly small business do, but also what medium do is if they've got a problem with their with uh, with people, they just go to a lawyer, yeah. and and so 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 what we sort of find that we're doing is yes, there's a legal component to a lot of the stuff we do, um, but because of the, the the changing nature of the industry that you talked about, it's not often a, a, a a lawyer that you need. It's often a commercial person who has an understanding of the framework of the law, but can actually work a commercial process through with you, so that so that people can end up being happy if they're in a in a conflict, and we can mediate the issues, we can separate on good terms, um, and and look at the deeper issues rather than what is the immediate, just the only immediate risk to the business. Yeah, totally, totally. So let's let's fast forward to now, and let's talk about Resolve HR, and and talk about you know who you're helping, how you're helping these these types of clients. Yep, sure. So as I said, the the my market that I really look at is small to medium businesses. And what I mean by small to medium businesses is anywhere from about five employees to about 120 employees. Um, so at the at the bigger range, they I would almost be suggesting they probably need to be looking at getting a full time HR um, resource. 
But in terms of the sort of uh, clients that I work with, I, I work with uh, fintechs, I work with startup businesses, I work with established businesses that have been around for 10, 15 years and want to now get to the next step because they do have growing uh, teams, um, sort of industries. I've worked with real estate agents, I've worked with accounting firms, I've worked with um, uh, business advisory firms, I've worked with building construction, um, really uh, aged care. I, I, I really have dealt, to me, it's, it, the industry is not as important because the, the HR principles that go behind it can lend itself to to all of those things. Yeah. And, and you know, at the end of the, end of the day, no matter what industry that you, you're dealing with, you're dealing with one common denominator, people. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's like, oh, but you're only specialising. No, dude, like we all deal with people. So, hey, it's, it's yeah. totally cool, right? Yes, yeah. the process might be a little bit different, but at the end of the day, we've all got our issues. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I often say to clients, it's interesting, I said, uh, you know, if, if all our businesses were run by robots, uh, you know, all businesses would be perfect. But in the, in the same time, um, robots and machinery also break down. So yeah, that's right, exactly. You know, who programs them? Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, so 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 just in terms of um, what 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 we really do, I guess that there's really um, the analogy that I always use in terms of what do we offer is is that um, there's an advice piece on everything, um, but but really what what we do is is three to four main components. So we specialize in um, compliance and legislation, particularly around termination of employment, performance management, restructures and redundancies and those sorts of things, together with making sure they've got all their HR frameworks in place with policy procedures and contracts and all those sorts of things. Then um, I specifically um, personally specialise in bullying and harassment uh, and complaints that, that come through workplaces around that and do investigations around that. We also then specialise in training, whether that be soft skills training in communication and conflict management to um, to also hard skills training like the compliance and the policies and the bullying, et cetera. And then we also, the, the final component we also do is around engagement, um, developing em emotional intelligence in teams and particularly in leaders. Um, and, and then above all of that, as I said, is really the advice piece, which is people come to me and go, Nick, what do I do? I've just had this situation. What do I do? And so I deal with a lot of the what do I do? And then around me, I, I've, I've surrounded myself with other experts um, that specialise in their particular areas. So it might be employment lawyers, it might be specialist recruiters, it might be a work health and safety person, those sorts of things. So we really can offer a complete package to, to people um, if they need all of that. Yeah, fantastic. Love it, love it. Now, obviously, the journey over the last eight years um, is not always sweet sailing like any, any business starting up. Um, what have been, I guess, for you in your own personal journey, what have been some of those uh, challenges along the way that you've obviously you've come through the other side now, but what have been some of those challenges that have really shaped you in your business journey that you can go, wow, I look, I took a great lesson from that, great learning, but thank goodness I'm through the other side. Yeah, it's a good question, James. Um, and, and actually, I might even flip it because I, I think really what I'm seeing is the, the challenges in the businesses that I'm, that I'm dealing with. I yeah, mean, nice. We've, uh, yeah, we've all got challenges in our own business and that's the day-to-day, -day, you know, how we deal with the problems. And, and at the end of the day, all business owners and all people that really Work in businesses are experts of problem solving in whatever the area, of whatever, of what area their expertise is. I should say. Yep. Um, but I think I think what I'm finding the biggest challenge for a lot of the people that I'm working with is that sort of navigational challenge around understanding legislation and the changing nature of um, of, of the workplace landscapes of leg legislation and and the frameworks that we deal with and um, and and so there 
they're trying to get their head around it. So um, often I, I find that the, the challenge that, that, that I have to deal with because I, I'm, I'm called in to pick up the pieces is that these business owners are dealing on gut instinct rather than on genuine knowledge. Yeah. And, it's, and, and often we can deal on gut instinct that does it feel right, but is it legislative right or is it compliant or is it going to actually, you know, do the right thing by your business um, and protect it? So um, what I found is, is, you know, being a trusted person or being an authority to help them navigate through that maze helps them. Because um, at the end of the day, HR is complex from both a legislative perspective and just a general people perspective. Um, and so I try to help them with that and with both of those. The other, the other challenges I, I've, I've tried to help um, clients with is really around um, getting them to think outside the box. So, yes, I'm an HR guy, but are there operational things that go on that affect the people? So have we got yeah. things documented and those sorts of things? So I was recently working with a, with a client over the last couple of months to document a full customer service process with them um, because if they ran into problems, we wanted to be able to point it from an HR perspective going, this is your process and you failed at points two, three and four. Um, and so we could, from an HR perspective, can manage that. But it was right. it was very important from an operational perspective to be able to do that. So those are some of the challenges that um, that I've found that they're, I, that they're doing. I love that way of thinking where it's not just you're not just that HR focus. It's like yeah, okay, we've got this issue, but let's step back and go, what is there a bigger issue here, or is there is there a, is this a part of a bigger piece of the puzzle? Mm. And I think that's why I like totally. your thinking. It's it's like it's not just Let's just focus on HR. Let's just have a step back and go, right, okay, there is that component, but what else is making up of, of this situation? And that example is a, is a perfect example. That's great. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I worked many, many years ago at one of the big corporates that I worked with. One of the HR directors used to bang on to us. Um, at every Friday drinks gathering, he'd say, just remember, um, you're, not, you're not just HR people. You're business people that do HR. And it's something at the time yeah. I thought, oh, it's a little bit oh, better. <laughs> but now I actually kind of go, you know what? I think he was you're onto right. You're onto something. <laughs> oh, nice. So Gareth, if you're out there listening, I listen to you at the time. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, you've had some wins along the way, some really great successes. Um, what have been some of those, those wins that you, you, you can share with us today? So the wins that um, – it's a good question. The wins that I'm most proud of um, and, and what's my strategy – it's it's not an easy road, um, and and anybody I'm sure that's listening who's who's a business owner or, or or a manager in a business will will know how difficult it is, and I'm no different to anybody else. Um, but I think part of um, some of the wins that, that I that I can talk about is successfully setting up business networks to to help and support, and I, I found them really invaluable, and that's how we met, James. I mean, yeah, totally, it's been great. Um, you know, and we're still friends to this day, and it it, and it still works. So. Setting up business networks, whether it be an industry network or whether it just be with other business owners, those sorts of things all, all help. Um, and so setting that up has, has been great. Um, I think one of the wins, obviously, is be, becoming a, a real trusted advisor to, to the network in general, but also to my clients. And, and I view that as a win. Um, setting up what I referred to before as that cup and saucer, where I, I kind of do everything that, that's in a cup um, to, to, to give them the basic cup of coffee, in a sense, from a... From a um, metaphorical perspective but setting up the saucer with you know the, the strategic partners that I have the specialists um, and and at the end of the day the biggest win I guess is that I've now got a sustainable business that I've created and I'm relying on others like I did at the beginning subcontracting or, or working for others and I think that that's that's been great yeah that's so true and I think looking at that and particularly in a HR perspective is 
yes, you've got your, what I call your, your genius or your secret sources, but that's just one component of many. And I think where your expertise is, is yes, you've got your secret sources, but it's the, it's the plugins, it's the connectors, it's your network mm. that you go, I can provide you with this, but hey, here's my entourage where we yeah. can also do that, which really help your business go there, which is, that's, I think that's a huge benefit for you and, and uh, acknowledgement for you of, of, of your wins and your successes. So, so well done. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point though, James. And just, I mean, all of us can't profess to be everything to everybody. And I totally. think, you know, you know and, I, and I think that's a really important thing. So, and I think part of the win, and when we talk about what are the wins, is to, to acknowledge what your weaknesses are as well. You know, yeah. that you, you, you want to be everything to everybody, but sometimes we just can't. Yeah, totally, totally. So biggest lessons. So let's talk about lessons. What are some of the lessons uh, that you use on a daily basis to grow yourself uh, and your business? Sure. There's a few of them. Um, when, I, when I think about you um, asking that question, I actually reflect back to my very, very first job as a graduate. Um, I was doing recruitment consulting and, um, and it was my first genuine job. And, and my boss would say, Nick, when you're getting ready for work in the morning, I want you to think about the one thing or the one or two things that you can do today. What actions can you take to take this business forward for your own, for yourself? And so I often think about that on a daily basis when I'm, when I'm having a shave or I'm, you know, getting dressed or whatever in the morning, it's, it's what, what is the one or two actions that I can take, whether it's helping a client, whether it's bettering myself, whether it's learning something, what is the one or two things I can do? So, so that's always something um, that I think about. Um, I, I definitely think about trying to keep up to date with with current um, issues in the industry, um, legislation, obviously, all those sorts of things. Um, joining network networking groups for industry knowledge, being part of conferences, um, going to those sort of events all help you. Um, I think um, positioning myself um, to to become more of a specialist as well is something that that's really important to me. Um, and, and so con- that, that sort of constant level of learning, I, I, I admit I'm not the best reader in the world. I don't, I don't, I don't read, it's not that I don't read well, I just don't enjoy the, uh, the picking up a book of a night time. But often I, I find the satisfaction that after I have, I've gone, wow, it actually wasn't too bad spending 15, 20 minutes just sort of looking yeah. into that. So, so sure. keeping up to date, and I think that that's really important. Yeah, that's so true. And I love that lesson of just what's the one or two things that you can do each day because really at the end of it, we get so busy being busy, right? That if you boil it down, you do one or two, even three things max. Wow, Mm. what a productive day it's been. And you really shift either your business, someone else's business and and people around you. So I love those lessons. Um, Let's talk about teams. Let's talk about um, what do you think actually makes makes a high performance team and where do you think owners fall down in creating these championship teams? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question, um, and it's something that's really quite close to me. Obviously, as a as a person who works in HR and 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 with a lot of um, teams in general, I think I think the fundamental thing for for teams in terms of what makes a high performance team, and I I know I'm not reinventing the wheel, and and I'm sure people have heard these sort of things, but to me, the the three fundamental ingredients are around trust, relationships, and having open and honest communication, and um, you know. We could probably hear umpteen number of podcasts in that particular area itself, but I think I think building a genuine trust with your team, and and that differs for all different teams in terms of how do they view trust and what 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 does trust mean. Um, but certainly having trust 
inherently in a relationship with anybody, whether it's a personal professional relationship, is always going to um, may contribute to a high-performing team. Having a genuine relationship with somebody, and it's not just how was your weekend and how was the movie and how was the dinner you went to, yeah. but, but actually getting to understand them. What, what are they about? What's important to them? Um, you know, what are their values? Um, and and seeing and not being overly personal with them, but 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 just trying to get to connect. And I think that that's a key thing. And that can only come through having open and honest communication. That that if we do have an issue with somebody, that we can talk about it openly. That if likewise, if they've done something great for us, we should be able to tell them. Um, it all helps to, to develop a relationship. And when you think about the same level that if we if we have kids or we have our partners in our life and those sorts of things, you know, where does where do where do these relationships suffer? Um, when we don't have that open and honest relationship, that if things are bugging us, we, we need to be able to talk about them. Um, otherwise, they eat away and eat away and eat away, and then we either explode on it or, or we walk away or we internalise or whatever it is. So those 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 things, I think, those three factors are really key. Um, I think too often as well, um, we lose sight of business owners are just looking for people to do a particular job. And, and it, it has to be more than that. If we talk about, for example, the real estate agent, it's not just that we want a salesperson who can just go and list and sell. We want somebody who can connect, who somebody's going to go and trust, you know, that this is their big prize possession that they're going to go and sell for a million dollars or two million dollars. And, 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 and so when we're grooming a real estate agent, we talk about those three factors because they need to trust you. You've got to have a good relationship and you've got to be open and honest with them. Yeah. So it's, it's that, that to me is the three key ingredients to, to building a high performance team. The Love other it. thing that sits around that, James, and you and I have talked about this at length a number of times, is around our values and what is important. Yeah, what, what's important? And, and does the business owner or the manager of the business have an alignment with, with, with the values? So it's one thing, can they do the job? But then is there actually a values alignment? And, and so uh, we also want to make sure that the behaviours also align with those values as well. So what is it that we accept and we don't accept? And I think when we can define those in our businesses, that helps to, to build a high-performing team. Love it, love it. And I think uh, that, that, that V word, just it just sings to my heart, right? <laughs> and, and I think that analogy of, of that real estate, yes, you want someone, the byproduct of is, is obviously selling and listing, but the person mm. has got to d- demonstrate those values and behaviours to in order to get to that because you could have someone out there listing and selling property but be kept, like be disaster team player, be, you know, bad person that's doing mm. bad PR out into the market and then, you know, next minute you've got no business because they've just devastated everything. Yeah, and and they can be a disruptive team member. Yeah. You know, they so can true. be a bugger to work with in the, in the workplace. Yep. And no one wants to work with them. So, yep. so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So let's 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 take it up a gear. And, and something else that I'm passionate about is is obviously leadership, right? Let's talk about leadership. Yep. Um, what do you think makes uh, what do you think makes a great leader? And where do you where do you think business owners fall short of becoming a true leader? So I, I think uh, leader, and it's interesting because leadership is different to management. But I, and and often I talk about the concept to to um, to teams that I'm talking to is that we all need to think of ourselves as individual leaders. Whether you are, you know, the, the person who's a graduate who hasn't had a job before to, you know, the MD of the business, we, we all have to view ourselves as, as, as leaders. So I, that's my starting point. Um, but what makes a genuine leader, I think, to me, is they need to hold a high level of empathy. Um, they need to be able to, to um, be brave. They, they need to be able to... Um, 
I guess, relate to other people. It can't just be about them. And leadership is about sharing and leadership is about having courage. Um, I, I, um, a couple of years ago, I, I accredited to, to, to be an emotional intelligence practitioner. And, and for me now, that, that drives a lot of my leadership sort of um, ethos and, and, and talks. And specifically, I mean, I did the, the Genos one, and to quote them, just so I'm, I'm not uh, misquoting anybody, but I think to their model that, that I refer to a lot um, has six key aspects of leadership. And to me, um, they revolve around a higher level of self-awareness. So yep. a leader is going to have a high level of self-awareness. They're also going to have an awareness of others. So what, how, how are others reacting and feeling? Um, they're going to be authentic. Um, they're going to have a high level of emotional reasoning. So that gut feel that we talk about, but is that balanced also with a rational, a rational head as well? Um, they're able to manage their emotions, so we call that self-management. And are they a positive influence in the workplace? So when all those six things are, are at play and somebody can carry those six things, and we can't be amazing on all six at any, at, at any one time, but if we can work towards um, bridging those, uh, then I think that's what makes really true good leadership. A high level of emotional intelligence really helps. Love it. Love it. I love that emotional intelligence and those six tips. They are like, they're, they're the secret sources, right? They're the gold nuggets. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you are such an expert is that because you take that and you go, right, where are you leader? Where are you business in relation to, you know, your culture, in relation to your, your leadership skills? Mm -hmm. How do we develop that? How do we ensure that you're moving forward as a business leader, business owner, but also your teams are also mm -hmm. working on those principles as well. So huge. Yeah, and it was interesting. I had, I had a client call me two weeks ago and just said to me, Nick, I've got a problem with a, with a team member. They're not motivated. How do I motivate them? What do I do to motivate them? <laughs> Love that when they say that. Yeah, and I just said, why don't you ask them? Ask them what motivates them. The million-dollar question. Yeah. Ask them. I said, I don't know them, but you, but you do, and if you can build a trusting relationship with them and get them to be honest with you, they'll tell you what motivates them. Um, and see if you can get that values alignment. It was just such a, it was, as you say, the million-dollar question. <laughs> love it, love it, yeah. love it. So let's um, let's talk mentors. Uh, yeah. Who have been some of your mentors in the past, and uh, what's what's some of the results and, and learning from them uh, if, that you use on a regular basis? Yeah, I've had a few mentors, and I I think that they are crucial um, and imperative to really to anybody, uh, whether you're a business owner or whether you're um, you know, a, a team member or, or anything. I, I found it to be completely invaluable. Um, just to have that soundboard uh, for me is great. Um, and, and each mentor that I've worked with all brings different perspectives. Um, I've worked with mentors that have small businesses, so I, I get a good perspective on that. I've got mentor a mentor at the moment who's an ex-corporate um, head of HR, um, and he's gone into um, now leadership and coaching himself. But but, but having that sort of corporate HR experiences helps broaden, broaden mine, uh, my knowledge. Um, but I, I like the feeling and, and, and of being supported by mentors because I think that that's really what mentors are about. They're there to support you um, and, and help guide you along in a different way to perhaps what a business coach could do, to, ha to perhaps what your, your manager does and all those sorts of things. And they help. For me, what I find is it's, it's that person to bash my head against sometimes to help solve my issues and um, when I'm tearing my hair out of what I should do, I've got that mentor who who's just got my back, um, and it's different to calling your best mate. It's 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 all of that. It's it's someone who actually is impartial 
but they really um, have a vested interest in, in wanting you to succeed. So for me, mentorship is, is, is huge. Love it, love it, love it. Now, if you were to give, if you were to give three pieces of advice to the listeners out there in relation to their business in, in oh, obviously the, the HR space, what would be those three pieces of advice? Okay, that's a, that's that's a really difficult question, um, and I think everyone's going to have their own experience around that. But yep. yeah, I, I mean, you 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 um, you gave me this question to think about before we got on, so I really tried to put my my thinking cap on. The, the three key things I came up with is is this. The first one is I think that to to realise that um, being successful um, or generating success isn't going to be an overnight thing. It's not going to be instant. You can't just expect to open your doors and go, here I am, um, you know, take me on. It yep. takes time. Um, don't think that just because you've opened your doors that automatically something's magically going to happen. You need to work at it. You need to be consistent. You need to do, you need to do the basics right. And when we do the basics right, um, success will follow. The second thing is that I think small business owners um, generally need to be fundamentally ethically, uh, sorry, ethical. And good people. Um, people like working with people that they like, and and I and to be a fit with your clients, they want to they want to like you. And and so for me, integrity, um, working ethically, and and generally being um, amiable is is really important. And I think the third thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Um, you know, success is is really about get corralling people around you getting as much support as you can. And don't be afraid, as I said before, to admit that you don't know something. It's, it's, yeah. it's you know, I think the biggest mistake we can say is, uh, is is not asking for help when we need it, whether that comes from a business coach or an HR guy or even your accountant or a lawyer or, or you know, or a sales rep on the phone. I think it's always really important to not be afraid to ask for, for help. There's no shame in it. Um, but so long as you've got the right frameworks, you know, in place, whether it be with, with the way that you've set up your business, um, get the help where needed. Yeah, love it, love it. Some great points there, and it's so true, so true. So, where's the where's the next uh, where's the future look like for you? What's the next two to three looks, years look like for yourself and, and for the business? I'd love to say that it's uh, sitting on uh, sitting on an island in uh, in Hawaii, <laughs> but it's probably not. Um, I really feel like in in terms of my um, my business cycle, um, things are. Things are just starting to to get busy, and that and that's a positive thing. Um, but for me, I think it's it's continuing to build the business slowly. I'm, I'm not really looking to, to to build it rapidly, but um, I've just started to to bring in people that, that now work with me, um, and and introducing them to clients and 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 doing that sort of thing. Um, developing my skills, I think, is is really going to be part and parcel of of growth. Uh, I'm looking at doing a coaching course uh, uh, in the new year. Um, and developing my areas of specialty. I'm looking at writing a book in the next 12 to 18 months as well um, that I'm hoping to share with people. Um, and ideally for me, I'd love to do more talks and training fundamentals at conferences um, and and uh, and doing that. I, I really love doing that and sharing knowledge. So um, the next two to three years, if, if, if I could manage a couple of those, I'd be a happy guy. Happy days, happy days. So sharing that information. So where can where can the listeners, where can the tribe uh, find out more? Where can they go? How do they get in contact? Sure. Well, obviously they can contact through you, um, but uh, but if they want to jump on my website of resolvehr.com.au, um, that's 
probably the easiest way. Uh, there's an info button there that they can click on and get through. Uh, otherwise, they can contact me directly at my email address, which is nick at resolvehr.com.au. Um, and yeah, I, I reckon that would be, uh, that'd probably be the easiest way. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Nick, really appreciate your time, your energy and your expertise today. Um, it's always great chatting. You know, we could chat for hours and, and so many different topics, but uh, really appreciate it and, and thank you for your time. And for all the listeners, go and check it out, Resolve HR. Um, really great opportunity to, to have a catch up with Nick because his wealth of information is, is so is so profound and taking the time to really stop and, and, and assess your business, assess your business needs, um, highly recommend it. So resolvehr.com.au, go and check it out, have a chat. And uh, Nick, thank you once again. Thanks, James. Good on you.